What's up guys, back again with another episode. So quarantine edition, NFL draft recap, where we have three guests, Alan Sheeran, uh, Ethan from Ethan and Mike Sports Podcast, and we have Mark Grace all the way from Hawaii. The dude woke up at 5.30 to do this episode, so stay tuned. What's up guys, we're back baby, Zoom. So today we have NFL Draft Recap, and our first guest, Alan, is here to talk about the New York Jets and uh, all the, the, what they did. But before we do that, Duco Clothing. Shout out, Duco Clothing. You see it, baby. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for sending us the, uh, the clothing. And uh, let's go. Dial it in, baby. Dial it in. Okay, so Alan, without further ado, let's talk about the Jets, man. I really am a fan of what they did. I'm really a big fan, starting with the uh, 11th overall selection, taking Mackay Becton mm-hmm. over the popular picks of Judy and Lamb. You know, that was and Werfs, and Werfs, too. Werfs, listen, Werfs was the top offensive lineman on the board, but Becton is more of a pure left tackle that Douglas yeah. was looking for. I agree. Douglas, okay. in my eyes, was looking to slide the works over the over the guard, but we have enough guard depth and Van Roten and Alex McGovern. Lewis filling out those spots. McGovern, too, could play a little guard. Mm-hmm. He drafted a guard in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll put my reaction, like, right here. Here it is. Judy. 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 No! <laughs> Tristan Wirfs was on the board. Tristan Wirfs was on the board. They picked the offensive tackle. <laughs> they picked Yo, that's no. We lose on draft day. No. <laughs> that was quite ridiculous. The way me and my dad reacted to the draft, it was absolutely hilarious. Um, but other than that, um, I like how they traded down with the Seahawks, grabbed Denzel Mims. That was that absolutely was a steal. Very good that move. was like art, that was like pure, like wheeling and dealing type artistry right there. Yeah, like you you have pick 48 and then you trade down 11 spots and still get the guy you want. That's still got the guy, he was like, projected before yeah. the draft to go between picks 15 and 22, anywhere from Denver to Minnesota spot really? in the first round. To get him at 59, even at 48, people were saying Yeah, people, people wouldn't have blinked if he was taken mm-hmm. at, uh, yeah. at 48. Like, it would have been and like... Then what Doug, what, uh, yeah, and then what Douglas did was turn 48 to 59. Then he took the 101 mm-hmm. from that first trade and turned that into three picks, one which is coming next year, the same exact pick that we gave up for Demarius Thomas. Exactly. So, in hindsight, they gave us Demarius Thomas and two picks for free. Well, I mean, Demarius Thomas look at is it not that, that good. <laughs> he's, he's not I that mean, good. I know, but he filled out a role for us last year. That's how desperate we were at receiver. That's a good he point. He was like our second best receiver on the team last year. Do you think there's a little bit of controversy while drafting Ashton Davis from Cal because he's a safety? No, I don't I don't think with Adams because they play very different positions. Adams is more like in the box, strong safety. He's a pure strong safety. Mm-hmm. 
May, May Marcus May is more of that, you know, roamer center fielder type for safety, yeah. free safety. You know, ball hawk type. Uh, and that's where Davis fits in, but that's not even his only position. He could really, really play on special teams that speed. Yeah, could really pop, you know, punt returners, kick returners in the open field. As well as he could play weak side and get to the quarterback if needed. So he could play all over the place. I feel like he could take that Brian Poole role where, like, he kind of plays that nickel and dime role. Even that, he could even back up Poole. You know, yeah, it can't hurt to have somebody who can play anywhere. On the and also, world. if May walks in free agency, you still got a guy, you know? You don't have to draft yeah, one. Yeah, that's why. So you never know. I think that I think that when the, when the Jets traded down from 48 to 59, I thought there was zero in the world that would still get Mims, honestly. Because when we saw this day two, we had there were four receivers left on the board. We had Mims, Pittman, Higgins, and Chenault, right? First two picks back-to-back receivers. You get Higgins. Taking the Pittman off the board to the Colts and the and Bengals, right? And then, yeah. literally five picks later, row. you have you have Chenault go to the to Jacksonville, forty-two, and and you, when you look at when at the at the moment, they're like, "Why are you trading down? There's literally zero game here." And then I don't know how they still ended up with Vince, honestly. I think that was pretty lucky, but I guess yeah, the reason that we the, did it. The, what's it called? I forgot who drafted Ben Jefferson instead of Mims. It was, uh, was it the Rams? Before. I think it was yeah, the Rams. Yeah, someone a couple picks, picks before them picked, picked Ben Jefferson, who's a great player in his own right, but... Yeah, yeah I was shocked that Mims was still there at that point. I don't know what they would have done without him. Maybe they would have went for uh, a cornerback of some kind. There were rumors before the second round started that the Bengals were eyeing either Mims or Ross Blacklock, the interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was the rap sheet, there. Uh, yeah, but I like and, T. Higgins and Joe Burrow though. That I'm definitely I do, like, I do like Higgins, but a little questionable because Cincinnati's strength right now, if they have one, is that receiver room. AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, you know, Auden Tate, John Ross, so. the former first rounder. I mean, AJ Green is a free agent at the end of the year. Who is AJ? Mm-hmm. AJ Auden Tate showed pretty well last year. I mean, I didn't think they needed a hot, like a high pick wide receiver. They have a lot of holes on that team. But hey, you can't really go wrong with T. Higgins. It's kind of like the best receiver. It's like the best player on the board type situation where, like, yeah, that's probably their top guy. I mean, and he's a first round receiver also that just slipped through to the deep class that we have this year. Mm -hmm. And then they go out and draft. Jabari Zuniga, I can't really pronounce his name, but he's the uh, the guy that was on the other side of Jakai Polite last year. So yeah. hopefully he doesn't mess up like the entire situation like Jakai did, where he didn't show up to team meetings, he was late to everything, and then they cut him. He didn't even make before, it. Like, he didn't even team. make it to make week one. He didn't even make it to week one. That guy, what a clown! Um, yeah, then they drafted Samaji Pirine's brother out of Florida. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of seeing a trend here with uh, three Florida picks in a row. I don't know if you saw that, where both P. Ryan and Zaniga went to Florida, and then James Morgan, the quarterback, went to FIU. So FIU, Florida International. I don't know. Does does Douglas have an Florida. item for Florida people? <laughs> there's a connection. I, know. I know that there's a connection between James Morgan and Greg Williams. I think Greg Williams' son plays on that team. Something really? like that. So there was a little bit of inside connection there. I mean, that was the only pick that the Jets made that I wasn't really a fan of at that point in time. Mm-hmm. 
But the rest, I can definitely see why they did it. I mean, the backup quarterback route, I would have much rather a veteran come in. Yeah, uh, like a Joe Flacco of some kind. Or yeah, Blake whatnot. Bortles, you know, one of those cheap veterans who've been, you know, Blake Bortles has playoff experience, so does Flacco winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's what the Jets need if Darnold ever goes down. I mean, he's because last year was atrocious. susceptible to missing games. Yeah, he missed eight games in his first two seasons. So if you throw James Morgan onto the field, I mean, I feel like it'll be that same Luke Falk type of situation, deer in the headlights type of guy who yeah. can't get the offense. That's, he does have a tendency to throw interceptions or like more risky throws off his back foot, I was reading. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I said yesterday is, and I was looking at his tape, He's, I mean, he has that big arm, but he does have that tendency of leaning off his back foot, which makes the ball sail in the air, sort of like a like a punt waiting for it to fall into the receiver's arms. And mm-hmm. in the NFL, when, you know, DBs are faster, stronger, better ball yeah, skills, that's going to be a pick nine times out of ten. Yeah, in I college, totally you get away with those. In college, you get away with those as completions. Now, I mean, now you're you gonna have, he's going to have to be coached up, yeah. Totally agree with that. And then you draft the offensive line, and week someone one, that fell, play, by the way, Bryce Hall was not supposed to fall to the fifth round. Yeah. Guy out of Virginia. Second-round draft pick. He had a second-round grade on him in the pre-draft process. Only reason he fell, and Zuniga fell, was due to the injury concerns that made them, you know, end their seasons prematurely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And then the last pick that those. they made, they got the best punter in the entire college football Good in the man. sixth round. Brandon, man, I, I'm a real fan of that pick because, you know, we obviously let Lachlan Edwards go. I mean, Joe Douglas is getting younger, getting smarter at the position, saving money there also so we could spend Getting faster, years. too. Faster, too. And Brandon, man, you know, it goes unmentioned that he's a very good in coverage, like, tackler in the open field. He's, he's that 11th special team guy that could really make those tackles. So he's a complete punter. He could really – he's good at hang time, big mm-hmm. leg with the punt at far. Pinning Best punter in college ball. football. <laughs> like, like, there's nothing you can say about it. Uh, and, and then the last move – Come on, the last move, you trade pick 211 for a former second-round cornerback, Quincy Wilson, who, by the way, also went to the University of Florida. Florida. So technically four guys from Florida coming in from the draft, but – We'll leave that on the side. Very good move. Very good move by Douglas. I think it was a good How move. How could you not? Yeah, only because of the fact that you give up 211 for a former 47th overall pick in Wilson. I, so, I mean, the upside's still there. He's young. He's like 23, 24 years old. Like, why not? 24 years out? old. He came into the league prematurely. And I mean, I don't know. He, he even said he wasn't ready to play. And the Colts have like a more of a zone scheme under their defensive coordinator, Iberflus. I mean, Greg, I feel like he'll fit perfectly into Greg Williams' scheme. Yeah. That, you know, press the same Trumaine Johnson role with, was supposed to be played. But clown. We don't know how that turned out. Clown. Absolute clown yeah, shot, that guy. He was a joke. Uh, Alan, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate that. And uh, go Jets.
course, bro. Let's see how the season turns out. I hope it's better than the past two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now we got the Giants pick. So, Lawrence, take it away, baby. All right. Two things I want to do before I start. First thing, I did not shave because I didn't have a choice. Very big one. So all people watching, I didn't. I would have shaved. I would have. I would have gotten. I would have shaved. Right. And then second thing I wanted to say was, if you go back to listen to the first part of the podcast with, with Alan, I sneeze halfway through. I don't know if you see it. I run up the camera. I go. I get. A, I got a quick sneeze, and I wanted to see if anyone would notice that. But if, if you did, I didn't even notice that. It, whatever. Let Let me know. Very clear. All right, now we talk about our Giants. And Giants, I really like what we did. This, this is the thing. I went to day one saying, okay, we're either going to grab Simmons or we're going to get a tackle. And the truth is there were four tackles. All of them had their ups, all of them had their downs. Like, worst, we said, okay, maybe he's on the guard, maybe he's a right tackle to start. But when you're drafting number four overall, you're not drafting a right tackle. You're drafting a left tackle. You need a guy that can come in and play left tackle right away. You know that. So that was our issue with Werf. Beckton, we all know, everyone everyone knows the issues about Beckton, but at the same time, he still is a left tackle, so it's not completely dead with him. And you had, then your options were left between Will and, and Thomas. And Thomas was, yes, he was ranked the fourth best offensive tackle, which, okay, fine, but at the same time, he had the least downside. It's the most solid pick that they have available. And I am a fan of passing up on Simmons because, yes, we do need Simmons, but... I think that getting an offensive line to Daniel Jones and just seeing if he actually is the guy is way more important to this year's Giants who aren't going to be making the playoffs and getting a defensive yeah. player into the building. Because we will need defense at some point. We need to address our linebacker spot. We got we signed two free agents. I don't think they're all that good in Blake Martinez and Tyler Fackrell. I mean they're they're serviceable players, but at the same time they're not they're not Isaiah Simmons star level players. But that's something we need to address later down the line, not right now. We need to figure out what we have before we figure out Okay, yeah. what can we do? I was definitely here? a fan of the Andrew Thomas pick. I was saying it on the live stream that I thought they were for sure going to pick him just because playing at Georgia for the last three years, like he was the best prospect. Like, like people were making like little tiny comments about him, but at the end of the day, he was the best tackle in the draft, like without a doubt. Like, Beckton's a big project. Well, not a big project, but like he needs to work on some of his game. He's a big boy, but though. Andrew you know? Thomas is like, he's a legit guy. Mm-hmm. Been some big games. I mean, you know. He has the name, too. He has a, he has a really good tackle name, you know? Andrew Thomas. <laughs> no? Am I wrong? No, yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, he's got a solid yeah. tackle name. Very, very but solid. Then, this is my thing, though. I thought the day one pick was really, really good. But the day two pick... Even that second round pick was, was generally perfect. I could not have asked for better picks. Impossible. That was the best pick in the second round. We we stole a top twenty player in the second round. Xavier McKinney and Jabril Peppers are going to be one of the more dynamic duos between safeties in the league, just because the way that they play, with that they're able to handle any role with Peppers being in the box and outside. He can do punt returns. He can do any Jabril Peppers can do anything on the football field. And Xavier McKinney is just as good. Damian McKinney is going to be one of the giant staples on defense for the next five, ten years, hopefully. He doesn't leave us like Landon Collins. Did. I was about to say Landon, Landon Collins. Collins. I was about to say that. Same exact pick, if you think about it. Second-round safety that shouldn't even drop past the top 20. Yeah, he comes, I got to, comes to the Giants. Stars, Landon Collins was a star on the Giants. Yes, he took a step back on the Redskins, or maybe he didn't take a step back, and I just didn't hear about him because he was on the fucking Redskins. 
<laughs> there it is. Avery McKinney is in a prime position to become a star in New York and lead our defense to some really good stuff. Not yet. Maybe not this year because the defense isn't that good yet. We need, they need more pieces. They need, they need edge rushers. They need linebackers. They could use a really good cornerback. They have Bradbury, but I don't, I'm not – personally, I'm not really sold. And yeah, I don't – I'm not. spent a lot of money on that guy. So. We spent a lot of money on James Bradbury. And whatever. I mean, I saw him against Mike Evans. He was good against Mike Evans. I will give him that much. But, okay. I mean, he was still on a team that was letting up 30 points per game. So, I mean, it's not obviously an indication on him, but at the same time, somewhat is. Uh, and I'm I'm not 100% sure where the Giants stand cornerback wise because they have they have guys. Like, they have Beal. They have their fourth-round pick, Holmes. They have uh, Baker, our first-round pick, last year, Julian Love, and Bradbury. They have they have depth at the position. I just don't yeah. know if that, that they have the star power to handle teams like the Cowboys who have – now they have By the TV way, now they we'll, have get, we'll get back Cooper. to we'll get back to Cowboys later when I talk about mm-hmm. uh, uh, who I like this year in fantasy. But yeah, the rest of the draft anyway, they really filled it out, man. The draft, they they just I think that Gettleman and Joe Judge just didn't go beyond themselves. They went what they went with the identity of the team that they have, which should be focusing on the depth within the trenches, and that's what they did. They focused on guard with picks like Lemieux. And and they went on tackle with Matt Pert, and then they had how many linebacker picks do they have in a row? Uh, they they got those. Yeah. Matt by the way, why did they pick so many linebackers? because they just needed it. They that's that's they knew what they needed, and they attacked their needs because they needed depth at linebacker, they needed depth in the offensive lines. Because and we have guys like Solder getting who's getting older. We needed the guy that can be able to come in right after Solder's contract ends this year. But so Solder is trash. But the question right has to be asked: You need a linebacker, right? But you only picked them in the seventh round, though. I mean, yes, but at the same time, they like they have guys for now. They have Blaze Martinez. They have Factorel. I mean, it, it can be okay for now. It's a, it's a spot that they do need to address in the future. Yeah. But as of right now, they're they're just okay. They're not. They're, they're not okay. good. Fine. They're not great. They're not horrible. They're just okay. And I guess that's something they're gonna need to address. But. They didn't do it early enough. The best players available, like in the second round, you yeah, it's can't development. Really draft better. It's all about your coaches. Third round, getting a getting a project right tackle in the third round is a great move because you know what if it hits? If the if a right tackle, if you draft your drafted both bookends for your quarterback in the same round, I mean not in the same round, in the same draft, you just something really really right. So having two starter worthy players at both tackles, and then you then you have Bill Hernandez and Kevin Zeitler at the guard. They do need a center still because whatever they just need a center. But that's four out of five spots you have hypothetically figured out after this draft with Daniel Jones having two more years on their rookie deal and and both all of our cards having at least two more years. So then yeah. we have a lot to go from here. We have we have good places to go. Okay, I got you. Uh perfect. Let's move on to our interview with Ethan. We're back, baby. And instead of having Holy right now, we have Mark as well, and we're just going to do a combo platter right now. We're going to do the Niners picks and the Dolphins picks. So first, first up, we have the Niners, who only had four picks, and uh, I'll throw it over to you, Mark. Let's hear your okay. draft so, so with our round one pick, you know, number 14, uh, with uh, Javon Kinlaw, the DT from uh, South Carolina, just like Debo Samuel, you know, uh, I think these guys are going to uh, have a great chemistry in the locker room. You know, they're rookies. Um, they're looking at Ken Law, the replacement for Buckner this year. 
I, I love it. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I love this pick. I think this is a great pick for, uh, for the linemen. Um, you know, they're young. They can grow together. I, I'm hoping we can sign into a deal later on in the future, but uh, there's, there's nothing much I can say about that. And then you got round two, pick number 25, Brandon Ayuk. I think that's a great pick. You know, um, I'll tell you why. He's, he's long. He's athletic. Kind of reminds me about maybe a little bit of Megatron, Calvin Johnson kind of vibe, but, you know, only time can tell out of Arizona State. And then you got round six, number pick 190, uh, Charlie Warner, TE out of Georgia. I think he's a great pick. I think uh, we got depth at TE right now, but he could Obviously, be a solid. Obviously, you have the best tight end in the league, buddy, outside he could, of he, Kelsey. <laughs> right? He, but he could be a solid um, – you know, under understudy out of George Kittle, right? He can learn the yeah. blocking game. He can learn the routes. Shanahan is going to utilize him. He loves tight ends. So, uh, and we got round seven, pick number two hundred seventeen with Juan Jennings, wide receiver out of Tennessee. I like this pick. I think he's a steal, and I'll tell you why. He's one of the underrated wide receivers in the in the draft, probably. Um, you know, he's explosive. He can get routes done. Under Shanahan's scheme, he can make him into a star, and that's all I got to say with, with our pick so far. So, and then what uh, about the trades that they did? They lost Goodwin. Yep, they lost Goodwin. Uh, the Eagles. Eagles got Goodwin for a six-round pick. Um, I mean, I guess it's good. We, we had a lot of wide receivers. Uh, I mean, we could afford to lose one, right? So... I, I you guess lose Emmanuel Sanders good. too, though. Yeah, you lost so. twice. You lost we lost. Receivers. We did lose Sanders, but you know, you got the depth at Bourne. You got Pettis. You got Hurd, who's coming back this year. Big, big wide receiver, six five. I think two fifteen. Long arms is like a tight end. I I love it. I I think our our young wide receiving corps can uh, can grow and 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 men together. And Shanahan is going to utilize them. So, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think this is a good trade. Huh? You see another Super Bowl run? I definitely do. I'm I'm confident mm -hmm. that we could make another run at it this year. I mean, look at the trade for uh, uh, Trent Williams, you know, uh, third and a fifth round so. pick next next year. And uh, this year uh, we got the fifth round pick. So I'm, I'm very excited for it, you know. Um, I mean, you for lose me, Joe I, Staley I, and you get him. Exactly, so. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's good. Uh, good man. I would say capital for us. Because you got the best LT in the league now, you know, if when he's healthy. So I, I love this pick. I love this pick. I, I love this so. trade. And and yeah. I so. think that usually it's never as simple as just getting rid of someone and replacing it right away. But the 49ers did that like not only once, they did it twice this draft. Maybe even three times. They they trade right. away they I mean not they trade away. They lose they lose Staley and they lose Buckner, right? Right. They replaced them right away. Like literally the trade was straight up Buckner. And he's a hundred million dollar contract for for Javon Kimmel, and they they got a lesser version of Buckner, but for a way cheaper right. price. And they, their defensive line still has Armstead, yeah. still has Bosa, still has Kimmel. They can cause disruption on any offense with that kind of line, that kind of force up front. And then they Absolutely. also they they were, they get rid of uh, Goodwin. They never even used last year. Goodwin, I mean, he's been hurt pretty much for the last couple of seasons, but he is a good player. But they replaced Goodwin. They replaced Emmanuel Sanders who they lose with Ayuk, who is. Who Shanahan called his best receiver in the draft. I don't really buy it that much because, you know, I mean, that's a different. little crazy. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I already know who's more his favorite wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Ayuk, 
Ayuk is a good player, and he comes out of an offense that scores a lot at Arizona State. So he, I'm not. And another big factor is that they don't. The 49ers offense runs more through running the ball than it does through passing the ball. Anyway. Yep. So, so mm-hmm. these complimentary receivers like Samuel and and Ayuk, who are big guys who can get yards after the catch, are great fits for this offense. And I feel like the yes. 49ers did an amazing job in this draft addressing their needs. I, I, I love it. I, I give them um, – I wouldn't give them an A-plus, but I would give them an A-minus or an A-. They, they, they did very, very well in this Yeah, draft. I would give, very that, well. I would give them uh, somewhere in that A range. And now let's transition yeah. to you, Ethan, with uh, your Miami Dolphins and, like, the 800 picks they had. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it, though. But our first pick was Tua Tagaloa. Really love the pick there. I just see a star potential. I know he's a risk factor. Like, everyone says a risk factor because of his hip, his wrist – all things mm-hmm. you can think of. But I think, too, in, in the long run, he'll be a great starting quarterback for us. In the long run for Miami. It's all about protecting him, Ethan. Oh, and really speaking, speaking of protection, we, we brought in Austin Jackson. Uh, number I love that. Pick. I love that pick. I love that pick. I think that's a solid pick for you guys. Which was solid. I don't know indeed. about you. Very was, good. Very it good was pick. solid for us because it helps yeah. protect Tool in the long run. Especially yep. when – Roger Goodell is legit going like this. <laughs> Fans say, don't I worry, will, we got protection. <laughs> I will tell you right now that offensive line is crucial in any well, championship run or playoff run or whatever you're doing. You're everything, like, everything's very winning, crucial. Everything's winning on the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it's one in the trenches, as they say. As they say. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Absolutely. Uh, I feel so. bad for the Jersey guy uh, down in Miami. Oh, yeah. Our, our next pick, no, guy, Noah. Noah I, I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to. I just nicknamed his last name IG. Noah IG from the corner of Auburn. It was kind of questionable why we picked the corner as a number 30 when we could have got like, Swift or McKinley as safety. Yeah, that was kind of a. It was kind of sketchy. Mistake, I, I mean, Lawrence, yeah. Lawrence is jumping for joy when he sees that pick. McKinley, I think we can. I think we can move him to nickel. Since we have like mm-hmm. Samuel Howard and Brian Jones with those contracts, we might move yeah. them to nickel. Hundred percent. Right. I know my father actually is a Dolphins fan, so when I was watching with him, because like he was he grew up in the Marino days, so when I was watching, like he's he's watching draft and we're like Noah and the Greeny, and I'm like, wait, what? And they, nice. then they talk about his, what his strengths are, and they say he's he's amazing at covering guys out of the slot in the nickel. That's just his talent. Yeah. So he does, in fact, fit in with what they were going for on defense and defensive plays. A lot of man defense. Yes, especially since they need to cover guys like that. Yeah, so he fits. Especially but. since Brian Flores is a defensive mind coach when mm-hmm. he goes to the Patriots. Which is, yeah. this draft overall was defense and, and a bit of offense. Yeah, so. Next, yeah, it definitely one, was. I don't really yeah. know anything else about, like, the players from the rest of the draft, but one player that I do know. Um, is Curtis Weaver because yes, I am a Boise State fan. And <laughs> Curtis Weaver in the fifth well, round is come an on, absolute like. steal. Curtis Weaver, I've been watching him. Absolutely, yeah, I saw his highlights. Well, he was pretty, pretty good off the well, line. What, what, what would make you a fan of them, though? I mean, they're blue they, field. The blue field. Blue field. Blue oh well, I mean, <laughs> you, you gotta. You, you gotta look at if, if I'm you being gotta, real, I will. I like gotta, the blue field. You gotta look at South Carolina, though. They've been coming out with great talent. Oh yeah, the that's past very true. Three, four years, right? I mean, yeah. Ken Law, Ken Law, uh, number fourteen pick, right? Dropped to the Niners. Debo Samuel last year. Uh, what round was he? Like, well, I mean, you could go Clowney, round? no? Clowney was South Carolina too. Yeah, so I mean, they've been producing a lot of talent. So I mean. What are you gonna do? You know, I don't know. Do I just, I'm, I'm just a little biased when it comes to Boise State. 
I'm as look. weird as it sounds. With our last, with our last pick, we picked up Malcolm Perry, wide receiver Navy. He was a starting quarterback for Navy, quarterback which is Navy. which is very which right. is very interesting. We we might see him as like a Taysom Hill in our, in our Miami, yes. you know, if you think on mm-hmm. it. Even yeah. though he's undersized, he's five eight. He's only weighs one eighty six. But yeah, he can be a stud for us. Um, I can see that on third outside downs. Of, outside of those picks, who is your favorite from rounds two to seven? Two to seven, I really I really like Robert Hunt out of uh, Louisiana. Mm. I really like mm. him. He's good protection. He's good protection for Tua. Then again, I could always say that same thing for Malcolm Perry. Remember my first episode we talking about that mm. with Navy and Army. But I really like Malcolm Perry. He's very fundamental. He can go. He can be running back for you, wide receiver or quarterback. You just never know. Yeah, I yeah, think I know. Like, I was like, why, right why, they, like, what then, the hell why are they doing that? Yeah, I know because we had we had like a rookie long snapper last year that replaced John Denny, our longtime mm-hmm. long snapper, which was kind of <clears throat> questioning why we picked the long snapper in this in the sixth round pick. But overall, if I would give a grade for Miami's pick, I'll give them a B plus on on the draft. We got I think our, that they yeah. are the team yeah. that improved the most out of any team in this draft. The Miami Dolphins got better. Got the most better. I don't know how exactly the English if that worked there, but they they improved the most of their picks. Just I will say this: they got instantly better after this draft, not including the trades and everything. They got instantly better after this draft, and I'm looking forward to Miami's uh, football. You know, yeah, we have a tough Um, schedule, but we'll see how like how I'm looking forward to it because well, well, you got New England, and then you got New York, and and, New England didn't do. They picked a kicker in the fifth and the. New York, baby. Let's do it. Okay. Do rapid fire, boys. I want I want a quick opinion on uh, these five topics. You ready? Uh, quick. Yeah. Lawrence, thoughts on Jordan Love? Okay, so I'm gonna give you a quick one. Jordan Love is going to be. Jordan Love represents a ticking time clock for Aaron Rodgers. What's happening now is they exactly. Aaron Rodgers, yep. you have two years left, you have three years left, whatever it is, whatever, how many time you have left, you are on a clock now, and Jordan Love will take over at the end of this clock. But what I don't understand, and another big thing that, that they did here, not only Jordan Love, because it's just the fact that total, I'm kind of extrapolating, but they directed A.J. Dillon, a running back, in the second round, which I thought was so stupid. Why would they do that? I have no mm-hmm. idea. And that's why I didn't really like what the Packers did this draft. Otherwise, I think Jordan Love's a fine pick. He lost it to 26, which is steal at that at that position. But uh, otherwise, I don't I don't know what the Packers are doing. He's a like, development they didn't, they didn't project. Really it's especially since they came out of the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and I they disagree with you. Teams in the draft. I, I I think they did very well when they drafted Jordan Love. Um, he could be an understudy to Aaron Rodgers. Can learn a lot from him, like how we learned from Brett Favre. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago, but. Uh, look what happened, though. They ended up leading Green Bay to a championship. I think that was very, very smart of of, of uh, Rodgers to take uh, an understudy of for uh, for Brett Favre. I think that was like unbelievably smart. So mm-hmm. I think it could be the same the same for uh, Jordan Love too. You know, if he can learn from one of the great quarterbacks that this league has ever seen. I mean, I don't I don't see why not Green Bay couldn't be yeah. uh, like it's how they were, right? Okay. Yeah. Next rapid fire question, Ethan. Thoughts on Jalen Hurts? Wow, this is this one's a shocker. If, if anybody thought Jalen Hurts was going to Philly, I thought he was gonna go for Pittsburgh. You know, because Pittsburgh has Big Ben. He's Pittsburgh he's looked hurt. like that was the choice. 
it looked like, like it looked like he was like, going to be picked for Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh passed on him, and then Philly, out of all teams, picked a quarterback in the second round, even though they had Carson yeah. Wentz with his big contract he has, you know. You know, uh, I don't know, man. It's I just, think Wentz, I think just for insurance wise, because Carson Wentz gets injured a lot, which is yeah. very good key yeah. concept. I but think they don't Wentz play might the be same. out the door soon. They don't. They, they don't, don't have like a similar game like at all. I think he might be out the door soon. I, I don't know about you, but you think they're gonna he get might rid be, of him? He might be gone soon. Yeah, he might be gone soon. I I truly believe he might be gone soon. That's speculation. Yeah, because there's yeah. been speculation that Carson, Carson Wentz keeps getting injured and he's not the same. They might just put Jalen Hurts in. That's probably why they have. Come on, Hurts if you never insurance. got it, if you never gotten hurt, you would have led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Uh, oh yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, but, but Nick Foles really helped them, especially since Carson Wentz got injured that season. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a hilarious meme where you know the Spider-Man where two people are pointing at each other. Oh, and yeah, the <laughs> was yeah. when. Uh, when uh, Jalen Hurts and uh, Carson Wentz meet each other in the locker room and tell stories of how their backups won championships instead of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tell me but about then, it. But then again, when you think, think of the depth chart, when you see the depth chart, the starting quarterback is Wentz, and then you see Hurts. Wentz Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of that. Okay, well, next one. Much. Mark, I'm going to yeah. you for right. Roger Goodell and just – Roger Goodell throughout the draft looking like he's an absolute <laughs> clown, drunk, uh, couldn't speak, couldn't like muster a sentence together. Yeah, no, uh, th- that, that wasn't his element. Uh, he needs to be in front of a crowd to produce his so-called ego, you know. That's Goodell. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Goodell and at one point, he's reading the card upside down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing to say. I just love my picks. That's all. I mean, when he announced the picks, I was happy. So, I mean, what, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now, last question. Um, I want one pick from all four of us for one player that was drafted that you like for fantasy next year. Um, mm. You can repeat, but you have to say you copied Morris when you say it. C.D. Lamb. <laughs> I absolutely think this was a steal for the Cowboys. Absolutely. Um, he's going to I, produce like an animal next to Amari Cooper. Because what I the hell couldn't you agree more. Do? You guard Amari Cooper and you guard CeeDee Lamb. Like, you got to have two top, top flight cornerbacks. And the people in that division are going to go crazy just in general. Yeah. I could not agree more with that. I couldn't agree more with that. Okay. Well, he will I, go off. I will say, I'm going to disagree with you here in saying that the, the player I'm most excited for isn't CeeDee Lamb because. If we're talking fantasy only, only fantasy, not the only real life, CD's impact in real life will probably be bigger than fantasy. We're talking about a guy who's going to be a second to third receiver in this offense. Michael Gallup, in his own right, is a really, really good player. Yeah. Michael Gallup put up really good numbers as the, the, as the WR2 last year for the Cowboys. But the player I'd say I'm most excited for in fantasy football this year, as that was just drafted, is Clyde Edwards Eler, 32nd pick for the Chiefs. They drafted themselves a running back who can really catch. He's a really good passing game running back who fits mm-hmm. perfectly into their offense. And you don't draft a running back in the first round unless you're going to use him extensively. He knows how to win. He knows how to put up points. He knows how to score touchdowns. We've, we've seen this all throughout his entire college career, his entire life past season, where they went to the national championship, national championship yeah. and won. 
He's going to get fed. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a top 25 pick in this year's fantasy, where Damian Williams was picked last year, maybe even a little bit higher because there's, because as a first-round pick, he comes with a pedigree and comes with an expected workload that Damian Williams didn't have. So you could see him theoretically being a top 17 pick in this year's draft and uh, RB2 for most possible teams. He's going to get drafted highly in this year's draft. I don't really know exactly how he produces. I think he will. But that's just where he's going to be drafted, and that's. I just like that call. I think yeah. he's kind of like a Maurice Jones-Drew, like that small guy running through the mm-hmm. tackles, being able to catch, being able to produce, and yeah, you, people forget Maurice Jones-Drew was a beast. Oh yeah, that man was a beast. Yeah, he was. Okay, question: oh, What about defense? Now we're talking about offensive guys. What about the Man, I didn't even get guys? my point. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm we're sorry, trying yeah. to just go ahead, one go ahead. fantasy yeah. player. Uh, well, quick thing, I was going to say, I, I agree with Lawrence. I, I love the pick that the Chiefs, Chiefs did, and I think he's going to do pretty well in the AFC West, especially since the AFC West didn't really pick any defense. So mm-hmm. he can be starting mm-hmm. up pretty soon at running back. It's going to be Damian Williams at the helm first for running back, but he will yeah. produce more in, for fantasy later on in the season. Okay, That's what Mark, I feel on that. who's your pick for fantasy this year? The Lamb. Lamb's going to absolutely destroy Lamb. Lamb will destroy it. Dallas is going to utilize him perfectly. I know. Mike McCarthy okay, is no. a wide receiving genius. He'll use them. Perfect. Okay. Perfect what about really you, not. Ethan? Last guy. On offense? Yeah, just anyone that you saw that was drafted, like a Jerry Judy or Joe Burrow or someone like that, that you think is going to do amazing. I can see DeAndre Swift doing amazing with the Lions. Mm. I think they, they mm. finally can get, finally get their running back they've been looking for since the 90s. Which the the Lions been waiting since for Barry Sanders, you know. I just feel like DeAndre Swift can be their guy. He can catch. He can he can run the ball for them. And I just really think the Lions can improve. And especially if they want to win now with Matthew Stafford getting aging and aging, you know. Yeah. For them, they need to win now. Win now. Yeah. Matthew Stafford. No. Matthew Stafford. Well, they, they, they they won't. They're running win out. For an- they won't I mean, they're running win out for time, another though. 10 years. They won't yeah, win for another 10 time. years. <laughs> they won't. They don't have the pieces right now. <laughs> they don't even have cap. <laughs> they can't. I mean, their their best thing that happened to them was drafting uh, Akuda, right? Uh, third pick. <laughs> Shit. And, and like, hey, I'm just trying to give some love to Lions. Three or four years. They don't get love. I mean, come on. <laughs> they don't get love. We no, my fins, my fins barely get any love, so what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the only time you hear about the Dolphins in the news is if we do something bad. <laughs> right. Or, or, we, or we beat Philly by a surprise. That's and, it. And, and Stephen A. on uh, first sure. take with, uh, with Max would be uh, nailing you guys. I mean, come on. What, what is there I to mean, nail about? There's nothing to talk about the Dolphins, year, so. right? Yeah, don't talk about Jake Cutler thinking he was a great quarterback for us. <laughs> come, on, come on, Miami beats them once a year. No, am I crazy? They beat New England once a year. Well, we beat well, the Jets. Something like the Jets almost, can't do. We, we, we you, almost you, beat the Jets twice a year. You, you, can say so. the same for, you can say the same for the Patriots. I mean, Miami always loses to the Patriots every year or, yeah, or a year true. or two, you know. So I was surprised we beat them at, at Gillette State. We haven't beat them there since 08. Have you that remember that crazy. game when you guys won in overtime? Crazy game. I don't believe. I don't believe it. Like, I got on my chair and I just walked out the door and <laughs> went on my. Well, I went on my day. You know, I said it's gonna be a good day if uh, Miami won. 
<laughs> okay. Last question. Last, last, last question. This is for you, Mark. So you live in Hawaii right. right now, right? Yep. Yep. You wake up super early for footballs on Sundays. Yeah, I do. Uh huh. That's wild. Like even, I love even earlier than people in like California and whatever. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big football fan. I love football. My my, my dad uh, is a big football fan. My mom not too much, but my dad is a very very big football fan. So I, you know, is that a Niners flag behind you? Definitely is. You wow. see it? Wow. You see it? There you Look go. at him go. Hey, that landscape in the background though looks nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, real yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> the, the the sun is coming up right now. If y'all can. Oh, great! Beautiful. That's it's kind of it's, it's grayish over here, so I, there ain't no sun. <laughs> yeah, it's not too much sun outside in New York right now. It's kind of yeah. rainy. Uh, yeah, I same love thing the right here. Same thing right here. Usually the sunshine stay here, but right now it's too grayish. Yeah, I love okay. the weather here. Thank you awesome. guys. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to be a part of this episode. Uh, and catch us next week.